The federal government tabled Bill 21 on Monday, a legislation that would freeze the sale, importing, and trading of handguns already owned legally, a CBC News source, June 2022. What does that mean for rural Manitoba communities of the parkland? Hi, I'm Tamara Michelle. This is Real Conversations podcast created in Dauphin, Manitoba. Today, I took a trip to Gilbert Plains to participate in the first National Range Day with the Intermountain Gun Club and the Dauphin Handgun Club. I'm interviewing Inky Mark on the subject, and today I'm shooting some rifles, some handguns, along with others in the community for National Range Day. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud9 Canna Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature Fine Art Nature Photography. Thank you. Hi, I'm uh, here with Dave, and he's going to help me a little bit. Uh, uh, shooting rifle. What am I shooting here today? You're shooting a 22 long rifle semi-automatic. Okay. It's a Ruger. Okay. And uh, it's a small caliber rifle. It doesn't kick, and it's you're not really as long. As your okay. That's good. Well, it's certainly fine. small. <laughs> here you go. Uh, can I use this one? You can use this one. Yep. This has an adjustable stock okay. for your arm length. All right. And uh, same deal. This has the scope, so you can adjust the magnification if you want to zoom in or out. Okay. And. Uh, what am I aiming for? Because I'm. Oh, actually, there's a steel plate that turns sideways. You. That orange one? There's another one down 80 yards on the right. Yeah, the little orange one. Yeah. That little. Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, you can take a take a shot at that if you want. Okay. Okay, you're hot. Want that, Tab? <laughs> and she hits it on her first shot. There you go. <laughs> That's okay. That's perfect. Do it again. Try one more time. So how far is that? That's about 80 yards. Which one do you want? The 81. Well, that goes in there. Push it down. Push down. Okay, we'll start with one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so it's just like the other one. You push it forward and push it down. Okay. Yeah, you're ready to go. Right. Keep your finger off the trigger until you get it. Okay. Just, is that okay? I'm just going to move that over. I'm not tripping on anything. All right. I'll be ready. Yeah, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Lordy. Okay, so what is this I'm shooting? Right, you want it up here, right on your shoulder there. That is a Russian Mosin Nagant. And what am I aiming for? The orange plate? 
Yep. Just and push your shoulder into it. Or whatever, you're ready. All right. This is good. Oh, that wasn't so bad. It's not too bad. No, well, you prepared me very well, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, so up, out. Oh, another one in, if you want? Yeah, sure. And ready to go, so there's one in the chamber. Don't touch the trigger until you've got it. Sounds good. And just help me up again. So up, up, and Drone boy. Is that right? I'm here with Inky Mark. Hi Inky, how are you? Hello, good um, to be with you. Thank you, thank you. So welcome to Real Conversations Podcast. Um, thank you for t- having an interview with me today. I We kind of did this last minute, but I have been thinking about coming out for range day uh, for a while. And then there's all, the sort, all sorts of political stuff that's taking place as well. And you and I like to talk politics, so I'm sure we'll get to that as well. <laughs> so um, we're here in Gilbert Plains. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened here today? Well, today we, uh, <clears throat> between the Intermountain Gun Club and the Dauphin Handgun Club, we hosted the first national range day in Canada. And uh, this was started last year two years ago, before uh, the pandemic, uh, by a group called the CCFR, who uh, is gun rights okay. in Canada. And we belong to that organization, so we felt that, uh, well, the only way we're going to grow our sport is to invite people into the sport. And this is the, essentially the purpose of having an open house range day across Canada. There's hundreds of uh, gun clubs that are doing the same thing across Canada. That's, and that's really cool. And this, so this is the first one ever. This is the first one national. Oh, first national. First national okay, now. I see. So hopefully every year from here on, uh, first Saturday of June will be designated as National Range Day. Okay, okay. Um, I had so much fun today. So I came out um, and you basically, you know, said, well, go, go shoot some guns. And so I have my pal, I got that uh, with Leonard Gray. I think it's almost been a couple of years. It was the beginning of COVID. And then I, it took me a little time to get my license just because everything had slowed down. Um, I do have my possessions and acquisitions license. And um, after today, regardless of what's going on in the news and regardless of what's going on um, politically, just federally, I'll say right. federally, because we all know about the announcement with Trudeau yeah. earlier this week about wanting to ban all handguns and ammunition uh, or people's ability to even... Yeah, basically it's a knee-jerk reaction uh, by Trudeau because of the uh, the American Texas school shooting. Right. I mean, there isn't a crisis that Trudeau would, would waste. I mean, it has nothing to do with us, but... And it, the problem with liberals is... We have very strict gun laws in this country. This is not the United States. Yes. You don't carry a gun. You don't just go in and buy a gun. You have to take a course. Yes. You have to take a course, safety course. You know, then, yeah. you, then you have to do, get a background check. I mean, there's so many hoops that Canadians have to jump through before you can even buy a long gun, never mind a short one, a handgun. Yes. And yeah. I mean, over 82% of the guns that are using crime in Toronto, they all come from the States. Mm-hmm. All over the country, they're all yeah. imported. Illig- they're illegally. all illegally. Yes, all illegal firearms. In fact, I just watched, um, and this is a bit of a sidebar, but I just was 
watching, it was, I, I just have to think about this. It was the Toronto Sun. Uh, it was online and they were doing a story on it uh, in the inner city of Toronto and spoke to somebody that's in the inner city, somebody who's, I can't recall his name, but he basically said the same thing. And he was from Toronto and said, you know, it's, it, in his, in his th thoughts, he said it wasn't enough in the aspect that it's not going to affect you crime at all. And that's basically what he said. The, uh, uh, the writer, Lily, uh, from the uh, from well, I interviewed, interviewed uh, I think, about 14 administrators from police forces. They're either currently working or retired detectives. They all say the same thing. It ha will have no effect on crime because... You're targeting the lawful gun owner, and it's not the lawful gun owner that's that's committing crime with hand, with hand guns or long guns or short guns. It's the criminal. Correct. And they don't do anything with the criminal use of firearms. They just slap them on the wrist and let them go. <laughs> until that until that changes, yeah, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Well, I know I did a recent um, I did a recent Facebook post basically speaking to that myself uh, and the fact that you know. They do this in one hand, and then the other hand, they just a Supreme Court judge just lessens the yeah. you know lessens the sentence of a man who killed sixteen people in that mosque shooting in Quebec. Yeah. So what does that say to criminals? Uh, that there's no that there's no accountability for taking lives, right? It's zero. A, I mean, yeah. the Supreme Court ruled two weeks ago that the man who killed his wife, he was under meth, and they say that it's not his fault. He was under meth. Well. The old days, we, we say the same, I, I believe it was in the 90s when the Supreme Court made a rule that if you're drunk, you have, you have you're to You're still count. accountable. You have Absolutely. to be accountable. You know, you yeah. just can't get drunk and kill somebody and say, well, it wasn't me, I was inebriated. But <laughs> unfortunately, that's what's happened. The Supreme Court has just kind of diluted itself. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, um... I guess we'll get back to the gun range conversation, yeah. but you know what? I think that was going to make its way into the show today regardless. Uh, part of the reason that I, I made sure to come out today and get a hold of you was I knew range day was coming and I was thinking about coming out here and maybe going to Ethelbert. I don't think I'm going to meet uh, make Ethelbert today because I think they're done at five. They're done, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I went, we went much later here. So first of all, what a, what a safe environment to be in. Oh. You know, uh, the safety officers, the range officers, yeah. like all the safeties you have in place, nobody touches a gun until they're given the word. You do a tutorial and education on each gun that you're handling, you know, and, and you are supervised at all times. And, and of course, the rules, right? Like uh, the gun always has to be over yeah. the table. It has to be aiming um, towards the That's the what area. we've always operated because the most important thing uh, with this sport with firearms is safety. Yeah. You don't want anybody to have an accident. You don't want anybody to get shot. So, yeah. so at our gun club, uh, just the same. All the guns are, you know, uh, they're inert objects, and no one touches them unless you're told to go ahead and 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 handle the firearm. Yeah. Like at the outdoor range here. Thank <laughs> you.
That's where it's been and it's safe and everybody's having fun. And it doesn't matter how old you are, little kids from five, six mm -hmm. years old up to 60, 70 year olds, yeah. we treat them the same way. Yeah, Safety is number one. You don't just have you or one other person. I mean, there's many people that are here and yeah. part of your gun club that uh, are very, very educated. Yeah. They educate you before you touch anything. So I had so much fun. I hit my targets. I pinged the metal, you know, and that was just with the 22. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't as successful with the 40 yeah. uh, handgun, but uh, all different guns, even um, larger guns that I would have been totally terrified to shoot with the proper tutelage yeah, of the people that know, you know, how to hold the gun properly, how to put it into your shoulder, how yeah. to grip the gun, all the safeties that are put in place, you know, where your finger goes, uh, you know, until you're allowed yeah. to put your finger on the trigger, this is where your finger goes. Like, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's, it's so interesting if, if you could, I call it decoding, you know, anytime you don't understand or know about something, it could be scary to you, yeah. right? Wildlife can be scary and to that, you. Driving think, on the highway can yeah. be scary to you, And right? I think that's the problem with firearms, generally speaking. Everyone uh, relates to the firearm through violent things they see on TV and movies, and they don't see it as, uh, because... This society today is really not a hunting society mm -hmm. like the old one, and uh, uh, most people, any most people that live in urban centers, have no experience with firearms. Right. They're only knowledgeable firearms with the, the violence they see on TV. Yes. And it's yeah. on, on the news every day. Somebody's getting shot. Somebody's getting killed, and they, and they deem the item as being dangerous. Well, no more it's no more dangerous than the hammer. Mm -hmm. that you have uh, it's about intention it, it's all about what you do with that yep. article yeah and yeah. i think it's interesting because i was out a couple weeks with uh, weeks ago with farmer john um we were driving around his land and uh we took a gun with us because we were going to be out in wild open yeah. and i was stepping over a an active badger hole and he's like ah oh, you better step away from there because you know like and so i thought about that like how dangerous it would be for rural people, farmers, uh, even small town communities where we get bears yeah. and we get, you know, cougar, there's cougars, cougars in yeah. Manitoba, you know, never mind across Canada, there's grizzlies in some places yeah. in Canada. What are we to do as more rural livers or people that live in the rural areas of Canada without that safety? Well, even when, even, even with all the, even with all the regulations, uh, they still advise people that are going into the mountains uh, camping, they should carry a firearm of some kind yeah. and most of the time they tell them you should carry a shotgun yeah because you just do not know yeah and you know every year we have probably half a dozen people killed by wildlife every summer mm -hmm. just black bears alone in this, yeah. this province and i mean you know anybody who lives here and we probably don't have to tell anyone who lives here because this show is basically for the parkland yeah. we do know about the dangers of wildlife yes, and how do. to stay away from yeah. bears and bears with their cubs springtime yeah. you know moose in rutting season like exactly. you run into elk or whatever no, you no. back away yeah. <laughs> and you, you know yeah. so yeah i think i think it's really interesting um as far as i think it's really interesting as far as what people perceive and what and what we know as rural dwellers, right? And that's a that's a big divide between rural and urban. You know, the the rural culture, it, the firearm is part of the rural culture. 
always has been. Yeah. Whether it's a tool, uh, like a farmer, you know, rodent uh, control or their safety, it's, 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 you know, uh, uh, it's not far from here. Actually, a neighbor of mine told me that on the farm uh, last spring he had black bears come trying to break into his house. Yeah. Well, he and said, I'm, I'm glad I had a gun yeah. just to scare them off. Yeah, and you don't know what they smell. Grease, oh, food, you know, food, what, yeah, anything yeah. like that, absolutely. Um, so I guess, and this is a sidebar, but it's something that I always think about. So we know the prices of food are going up. We know that we're dealing with inflation and the price of gas, and we're all being pinched. Everyone is being financially pinched, and I know they're saying it's 6.8%, but I mean... Realistically, it's, it's closer to like 30. It's if they more, actually, it's about 30. Yeah, it's about 30. I mean, anybody who actually takes their earnings no. and, and, and buys groceries and puts gas in the car and does the same thing they've always done, Expensive. we are all short. And I mean, I'm not on a set income, so I'm always worried about our elderly, you know, people that struggle financially to begin with, the vulnerable. Um, how more apt do you think people are going to be to returning to hunting? Because that's meat that you can put in your freezer and feed your family with. Well, I think... Uh even through the pandemic, a lot of people have gone out fishing, you know, to keep busy and also a source of food. And I and now people are returning to gardening because they know that it's going to help a little bit, you know. Uh, Absolutely. I know I, I'm, I'm putting in raspberries next week. And I think the same thing for those who are able to hunt and wish still hunt. Uh, that's a good source of uh, protein. And a clean source of protein well, and a know, healthy source of protein. You know, 100 years ago, the people that lived in this area, they all hunted. Yeah. Put, put, put food on their table. They all did. Yeah. Legally or illegally. Yeah. I mean, that's the way life was in the pioneer days. Yeah. So. Because it was no survival. It's, it was it's survival. Also, it's all about survival. Yeah, for sure. So maybe we're going to end up back that way because yeah. now you see a lot of prepping going on. Eh? Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, because Europe. we have to start planning. Yeah. You know, it's like our grandparents who would can and they yeah. would can meat and they would have their own chickens. And, you know, because if you don't have to pay for that at the grocery store, you can have your own chickens and have your own eggs and milk yeah. your own cows. Yeah. You know, um, those are, you know, you can buy a cow yeah. and that's a food source as long yeah. as you're around. You exactly. might not be able to go to Cuba and you might not because you can't yeah. leave your cow. But I mean, that might be something that people are starting to think about more of the homesteading idea. And it makes me wonder too, do you not think that it would make sense maybe as a community and I know that it's always hard to find leadership for these sorts of things, but maybe to go back to, you know, so I know you get your, when you get your um, unrestricted license, they teach you, you know, about an animal and how to, how to, yeah. how to hunt and how to, you know, harvest the meat and all the things that you have to do for safety, for food safety. So it would make sense that you almost grandfather or you get connected with other hunters if you're going to be hunting for the first time. And, you know, maybe, maybe a course being provided even locally by people who know what they're doing, who've been hunting for a lifetime that can share kids today if they're gonna hunt basically they have they, the elders have to well, teach them we they, all have to learn from our they elders have to learn right? from the elders they yeah. have to teach them uh hunt how to prepare the you know the carcass and uh, all that stuff all yeah. that stuff and it's a big job it right is a big to job. skin an animal yeah. and yeah. to and to make sure that we did that meat. because i grew up in a culture that hunted and when i had kids we i hunted and brought home the carcass and the kids all everybody helped cut the meat up and yeah. make sausage. I mean, that yeah. was a big deal. I mean, yeah. but it was part of the culture back in the 70s. Yeah. But you don't yeah. do that anymore. Well, and you know what? You know? Like we're talking about, we may be going back to that yeah. and having, you know, the grandparents and the parents yeah. and the kids all getting together and you prepare an animal yeah. and share it. 
right? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think that the way things are going, uh, it doesn't look like inflation's going anywhere no. for a while. And you know, it's sort of like this. You know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised even in Europe, the Germans actually advised their population to to start prepping. Yeah. The well, Norwegians, the, the, the Northern Europeans, they're all that way. Yeah. But they, those people have always been prepared because yeah. they've had wars in the yes. past. Hey, that's the difference. Yeah. We've never had wars. We've never Not had hunger. Not on our soil. No. no. So no. we really don't know how bad things can get. Well, those yeah. people there, look at the people in Ukraine now, right? They yeah. know how bad it is. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't have that experience. Yeah. That's why. Not yet. <laughs> that's why we take Hopefully everything for granted. We take a democracy for granted. Yes. We don't care about who's in Ottawa. Well, we should care yeah. who's in Ottawa, who's yeah. in Winnipeg at the ledge, yeah. who's your mayor in town, who's yeah. in county. You should care. Yeah. Because if you don't care, you're just going to get some idiots in there and they'll do whatever they want to yeah. erect us, everything. Well, and I think we've seen too, like, if we're going to get back to like federal politics and even provincial politics, yeah. you know, we have career politicians. Yeah. You and I have talked about this before. We have millionaires and billionaires and people that are super uber rich. Yeah. They have no business running our country because no. what do they know what it's like to be an average Canadian? They don't. And we need we need yeah. people at our level. You know, I'm kind of getting fed up of all these people with all these special yeah. degrees. And I mean, not that Trudeau has any well, special Trudeau's degrees. Well, Trudeau's a good example. He's a drama teacher. <laughs> Trudeau's a prime example. You know, Just rich kids, yep. you know, spoiled brat, never really matured, never really grew up to be like everybody else, responsible. Yeah. He's very narcissistic. And that's why we have... And no the, accountability. Yeah, absolutely. He's your yeah. accountability. He just does what he, care, he wants. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. So that's... Well, that's, we're stuck with him for three more years in Key, so well, we hope that whatever. something's left yeah. of Canada by the time he's yeah. punted from the podium. Well, they all, they, they've said, and there's so many examples, you know, if you want the famous to govern, you're going to get a, get a dud. It doesn't matter which country they come from. Yeah. It's always the same. Yeah. You have to have experience. You have to be the caring type of people that care about your country, care about the people, not just... And people that can handle fame. Not just your... Because not everybody can, right? A exactly. lot of people, a lot of people are just, they get elevated and think oh, they're superhuman well, and better than everyone that's else. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what, they all end up... The arrogance way. is just arrogance stinky. Is no, no end. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. So. They think they're better than you. Well, they're not better than anybody. I mean, yeah. we're all supposed to, we're all, we all end up in the same place. Yeah, absolutely. So. I agree. Um, and for those that aren't aware uh with inky uh inky you were an mp yep. for a decade is that right actually about 11 years 11 years no no, no 13 years so 13 I years keep making you know that member that of mistake. member of parliament uh yeah. for our community so yeah. you have a lot of political experience when it comes yeah. to um knowing how the world works and how it's changed oh, uh because that was what, from, from 2000 to 2000 when i was there changed to today yeah when i was there you would never experience the crap that's going on there today yeah the line that's happening it's federal the level lack of accountability unbelievable yeah no accountability and the, and the at fact all that even when they break laws and they do things that are unethical there's no recompense there's no. nothing they don't they get robbed deny, of their title they just deny 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 but yet they'll they'll kick people to the curb for, oh. for smaller things oh, if, they're less, thing. yeah. if they're in a lesser role yeah, yeah. so well, Inky, um, anything else you want to say in closing regarding Range Day and... Um... Well, I just well, I want to thank you for coming out because uh, this is all part of education and hopefully uh, your listeners, if they're not, you know, if they're not uh, 
using uh, firearms for recreation, maybe they can look into it. Yep, yep. And they'll have and I, a hope. I know for me, I'm actually going to be enrolling in a registered handgun course like, that's coming up with Henrik uh, like, Langer. Uh, that's coming up, I think, on the 19th of June. So he might have a few spots left. So, Excellent. you know, and I know there's also Leonard Gray. He yeah. offers courses and there may be a few others, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, if you're wanting to get your restricted license and you haven't, this might be the time, right? Yeah. So um, thanks again, Inky. It's been a pleasure. Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa has been inspiring love, confidence, and health and humanity since 2019. Dr. Brenna's skin therapists have the advanced knowledge required to revitalize and rejuvenate your skin. Radiofrequency, microneedles, chemical peels, and oxygen neo superfacials are just a couple of the treatments we offer. To learn more about Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, visit our website at threegraces.ca or call us at 204-572-5774 for a free consultation. A special thank you to Bankert Marketing for audio and video syncing. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud9 Canna Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature, Fine Art Nature Photography. Like and subscribe on YouTube. At Tamara Michelle. See you next week.